one one times I decided to look out into the other room while I was walking and there was I and I've seen other people now post about this a shadow man mm. with a hat on oh. and he was standing in the corner of the living room up against the sofa Everybody and welcome to the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas, and I'm joined by my good friend and right-hand man, Mr. Don Longbeard is here. Is that me? It's you all day oh, long, man. Jeez. Nice, nice. I know. I was really glad just to, you got freed up enough to come in and join me today. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty awesome, though, so we can do a podcast together that hasn't happened in a while. <laughs> it's, I know. I mean, this it, it is wonderful that you're here. I'm glad you could make it, and uh, hopefully we have a ball. Yes. We, we generally try to have at least one ball <laughs> for oh, sure. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let me see. I, I guess I should say to all of you out there listening, if any of you out there have experiences of your very own and you wouldn't mind being a guest on the show, please reach out via email to paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. And I'd love to get you on the show and talk with what you've seen. Bob Gimling, and you're listening to the Paranormal Portal. And we got a great show lined up for you guys today. We're going to be welcoming Jenna from Texas to the show, and she's going to share a lot of her psychic and spiritual experiences with us. So I hope you guys are all set because it's about to get creepy. It's about to get creepy. <laughs> Jenna, welcome. Thank you for coming on. It's great to have you here. Hi. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> welcome to the show, and uh, thank you. I know we've been kind of juggling this around, but I'm glad we finally got it dialed in and, and we could make this happen. So you've had quite a few experiences in your life, but let me let me start out by asking you, is this, uh, this spiritual experiences, has it been your whole life, or was there any one event that kind of kicked this off for you, or how, how did this work? Um, I think my earliest experience was when I was probably in about fifth grade. Mm -hmm. I think that's 
one of my first ones. Okay. And then after that, at least that's my earliest memories of it happening. Okay. So did you did you always have an awareness of this stuff around you? Um, because I know you said you you're very empathic as well. So I, I think that's really powerful. And I'm always curious because I, I think empathy is really an amazing thing. And some people have memories of that empathy through their whole lives, and other people seem to just kind of come into it at a certain point. So, what was it for you? Yeah. So uh, ever since I, you know, I was in middle school, mm-hmm. uh, there's kids that didn't have a parent was missing or somebody lacking in the family department, I made friends with them. Mm. And I think it was also, you know, I was kind of, I was always paired up like the nerdy kids and everything. So I kind of was just on the sidelines, but um, it was kind of hard to make friends. I don't know if maybe that was that starting to kind of come out where I just kind of felt so much from everybody and being in school all day kind of drained me. Mm. And um, as I got older, I kind of became a recluse. I, you know, stayed away from big crowds, the mall, stuff like that. Okay. Um, A lot of times if a friend was sad, I would just burst out in tears. Mm. And they wouldn't even be able to tell me exactly what was going on. But I ended up like, oh, nothing's wrong. I'm like, obviously something's wrong because I'm in tears. So I feel (laughs) that something is very sad in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's really powerful, and that's that's typical of empathic people is that they they tend to be hermits, and for the, for the obvious reason because you're just always sucking up that emotion everywhere. And I think most people are empathic. I don't think that it's just you know some people aren't, some people aren't. I just I think it's degrees. You know, we just have different degrees of of that awareness. But where did yeah. your where did your like haunting or uh, spiritual experiences like ghostly experiences start? Um, it's funny. My first, I've I've loved animals my whole life, uh-huh. and the first one I can think of was I had a pet rabbit, mm-hmm. and I was fifth grade. I was so excited to get something with fur because I was allergic to everything, <laughs> and um, I had her about probably a month, and then I came back from soccer practice, and she was dying. I, we couldn't figure out what was wrong with her, mm-hmm. and she ended up dying, pretty much like in my hands, and it was very traumatic, and um. It was, we never figure out why. So we took her back <laughs> to the pet store and they just like, were like, here's a replacement and gave us a new one, <laughs> which oh, is yeah. kind of upsetting. But a couple times after I'd be playing in the yard and I would look over to the little rabbit pen and my old rabbit would be sitting there oh. in the pen. And I would turn around and be like radish and she'd disappear. Right. And it happened a couple times. <laughs> wow. That's really wild. Okay. Yeah, and that's when I kind of started to notice, you know, because I always loved like ghost stories as a kid, and I, it kind of was, you know, but I was raised Catholic, so we never really discussed that type of thing. Yeah. And it kind of made me think, like, oh, I guess there might be something more out there if I'm seeing my pet that just passed away. Mm-hmm. You know, and I felt very happy like when i saw her i felt relaxed because i was very sad that she died and i didn't know was she in pain you know as a kid you don't quite understand that and i just felt very peaceful when i saw her and so it made me feel better but it was very strange you know you see your dead rabbit there and she's not (laughs) sure your little one wants to be interviewed too or he's doing an interview (laughs) He's got his whole face in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it while you can. It won't fit after a while. 
<laughs> yes. Um, so that was your first experience. Now, did it appear just like as if it were physically there when you saw it? Yeah. Okay. It looked so. as if my rabbit was still there just sitting in her little pin on the grass. And, I mean, it was not see-through. It was a full body. And I saw her twice. So wow. it, it was very strange. <laughs> you know, and, um I was going to say, I often wonder about those, you know, those experiences because I find those fascinating. And I, I have seen an apparition once in my life, uh, and it was when I was almost nodding off to sleep, but then it just walked by me on the couch, and I was like, whoa. And um, I always wonder if it's, is it them choosing to be seen, or is it us just being in the right state to see them? You know what I mean? Like it's a, a maybe a mental uh, a combination mental physical kind of thing that that suddenly you see them. Yeah, I've, that is a good way of thinking about it. That's why I was hoping to talk to you because I was like, oh, maybe I could bounce some ideas off because sure. my whole life, why did I, you know, why do some people and you know, my mom was right there. She didn't see her, so sure. why did I see her? You know. Yeah, and then maybe it, maybe it was just that bond or that love that you had that enabled that to happen. I, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 you know, you can only speculate about those kind of things, but I think that stuff is really, can be really powerful. And of course, very healing as well. And maybe that's just what you needed at that time. Yeah, that it definitely helped me. So I think that, yeah, that probably was very beneficial for my young mind. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, another one around the same time was another animal weird. Um, I was taking care of my friend's cat while she was out of town. And we went over. They show us how to open the can opener and all that. And she's like, they'll probably hide because they're cats. And I think she said she had three of them. And they were like black, brown, and like a tabby or something. Mm -hmm. And so we took care of them for a few days. And one of the days, um, we were in the backyard looking in her kind of like big open window in Texas, we have like big windows in the back to look out on the floor of the yard. Mm. And all the cats were sitting in the living room. I'm like, oh, wow, they came out from hiding. And then all the cats looked towards the doorway to the family room, I guess it was. And an orange tabby came walking down and sat down in the middle right in front of the glass. And I was like, oh, she has five cats. And so <laughs> when she got back, I was like, hey, how many cats do you even have? And she's like, oh, I have four. I was like, do you have an orange tabby? And she said, no. I was like, it's really weird, but an orange tabby was in your house and all the other cats like reacted to it. And she's like, I had an orange tabby named Pumpkin, but that was back when we lived in, I forget, like California or somewhere like that. But the cat had passed away like a couple years before they even came to Texas. Wow. So So it came with? Yeah. It came with. <laughs> <laughs> it came with them. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it was weird how all the animals reacted. Mm-hmm. They all looked, and I can still see that, even though it's been God over twenty years. I can still see that image. <laughs> I think that's wonderful because you know I, I, I've had, and I think anybody that's had pets, we of course we, they, it breaks our hearts that they don't live as long as we do, and and we have to say goodbye. And I've had a, a few of those that have just been devastating, and, and you know I've had some that have just been sad. But there, every once in a while, you get that pet that there's just that amazing connection with, and I've had a few of those in my life, and 
and I, I like to think that maybe they're still with us and and you know sticking around and and maybe waiting to make that final journey with us is what I'm hoping. I do too. I I love my pets so much. <laughs> they're <Yeah>. definitely family. <laughs> that's wonderful. So that this was a. Uh, by this time, you must have been like, well, I guess I can see this stuff sometimes, huh? Yeah, I was definitely starting to notice things and starting to read, you know, books about ghosts. And I love to read when I was younger. Now I don't have much time, but I love to read. Um, I started getting into cryptid books as I went through high school. Mm. Um, and then still, you know, the empathic feelings. Um, one of my friends, we were playing badminton with my family. And we we're talking about names, and I remember her saying, "Yeah, I wasn't gonna be named, whatever she was named." She's like, "I was gonna be named," and then in my head, I was like, "MJ." She's like, "I was gonna be called Mary Jane," <laughs> and like I had just in my just in my head, I would like MJ like four seconds before she said that, and I was just like, I dropped the ball. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like what? It was just very very strange. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Things like that. Another one was uh, I had a boyfriend in high school, and he was a troublemaker. <laughs> but um, I was walking him home one evening, or he was walking me home, and I was, we were about to say bye, and I'll know where I said, what if someone comes and takes you in the night? And he was like, what does that even mean? I was like, you know what? I have no idea, but I'm going to go home. And later that night, a police officer actually found him sleeping on a bench and arrested him and took him to jail. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It was like, I remember I like tried to contact him the next day. He's like, yeah, I got arrested for sleeping on a park bench. But so I was, but so weird said so be like, you know, the typical high school like, bye, I love you. Like, I was like, what if someone comes and takes you in the night? Like, who says <laughs> that to somebody? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's not your normal date. <laughs> no, for sure not. <laughs> wow. That's pretty powerful though. I mean, that's, that's some uh, great stuff. I can say honestly that I have, I have experienced that where things have just come to me. And and I'm as taken back by it as anybody. You know, it's like, wow, where did that where did that come from? And maybe it's a connection. Maybe there's some kind of tele telepathy thing going on. But I I, th I think that maybe it's by virtue of us all being energetic and our you know our true essence is energetic. And so you know we think our our thoughts are just in our heads, but maybe we're radiating them out into the world around us. And some people just yeah. can pick them up. I was in his closet trying to hang up some clothes and, and like a very strong feeling of a very motherly instinct. Just standing there and I just burst out in tears. And just, it was just a sadness, like, I'm not there to take care of him. I can't make sure he's gonna be safe. Another one with him was his mom passed away from cancer um, shortly before I had really gotten to know him, the same guy. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember I was hanging out at his house and he had to go take one of our other friends home. So me being me trying to always take care of everyone, I decided to do his laundry. Oh. So typical teenage boy, dirty socks and everything. So <laughs> I was in his closet trying to hang up some clothes and, and like a very strong feeling of like protectiveness, mm-hmm. a very motherly instinct. And I remember just standing there and I just burst out in tears and just, it was just a sadness. Like I'm not there to take care of him. I can't make sure he's going to be safe. And it was so sad. And I just was crying in his closet and he got back. He's like, what's wrong? I was like, I think your mom is here. You know, I just, I felt so sad. And um, I had never felt those types of emotions. And now I'm a mom and I can understand that more, that just that strong desire to protect your children. And I remember that, you know, for I was like 16. I had no like strong emotions, like motherly emotions. So it was very interesting. And for years, um, I ended up trying to watch out for him and his brother as I got into all their shenanigans. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But it was, it was very, a very strong feeling. Wow. It's hard. Um, let's see. So, um, I went through high school. Um, let's see. What my family, they, they live out in West Virginia. And, mm-hmm. um, so there used to be a cemetery on the hill way up in the hills. And there was, my grandma owned a little house down the street. I guess you would call it a street. It's like the holler, you know? Sure. And then the, her house was up farther down the road. It was a two-way little country road. And um, the internet was only over at my grandma's, we call it the cabin. It was a little tiny um, house, probably like a prefab home, but older. And um, being a teenager, I wanted to be on the internet and check my email. So I would hang out over there and then walk back in the evening. And I was walking past the road that goes up to the cemetery, and I was with our dog. It was a big Rottweiler. Um, and I see this shape come down off the hill, and I thought it was a man. And so I go, you know, it's dark. Nobody's out. So I went to say hi, you know, so not to be awkward. And as it got closer, it just completely turned to mist. Oh. And I just stood there and stared at where he used to be, and I just... I took off running. I <laughs> I ran all the way to my grandma's house so fast. And the dog, it was the weirdest thing. He didn't react at all. Wow. You know, they always say animals can sense things. But he was just like sniffing the ground, not looking at anything. Oh. So I was like looking to him like, did you see that? And he didn't even react. But we ran so fast back to my grandma's. How far away was it from you? Um, it was probably when it came down, it probably disappeared at about seven feet away from me. Oh, like really? It was, close. Very, it was super close. And that's why I said hi. Cause you know, in the dark, you kind of want to say hello if someone's walking up to you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, I mean, how did you even process that? Because that's, that's a terrifying event. It was really scary. And I think that's what kind of started my actual fear of seeing things because, you know, it wasn't my friendly little rabbit anymore. It was yeah. turning into actual human mm-hmm. things. And um, 
it was that I think that's when I started to kind of like I have this thing where I always look at the ground when I walk around the house because I'm always afraid I'm going to see somebody standing in a room. So I always look at the ground when I walk around the house. Yikes. And that's just kind of my rule. I yeah. never look up. Yeah. Well, I, I don't blame you because I, I, I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine what that would have felt like because you're already feeling vulnerable, even though you got a dog. What kind of dog was it? It was a Rottweiler. Rottweiler. So that's a big dog. And yeah. you know, that's that's kind of a pretty big uh, security blanket, as it were. Um, yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people mess with Rottweilers. So so it just it just turned to smoke and, and was gone. Just poof. Yeah, it was it was weird. That is really weird. Wow. That, yeah, that was pretty weird. Um, and that was like right after I think my grandma had passed away by then. Mm. Um, and staying up in the house that summer, I remember, oh, there was more at her house. Um, at night, I was sleeping in her room. Mm-hmm. And all night, I would hear somebody walking through the house, just like making laps oh. around the house. And I remember I could not sleep because I would just hear that all night. And so we went to, it was like one of those old movie places where you can buy DVDs Mm -hmm. and I got Harry Potter and I watched it all night. I would just put my headphones in and that was the only way I was able to sleep that summer because I would just hear someone walking all night around the house and like, it didn't freak me out. I mean, like scare me because I was like, oh, it's my grandma. But at the same time, when everyone else is sleeping and you can't get to sleep and you're just like, what if it's not my grandma? You know, sure. it kind of yeah. unnerves you at the same time. Yeah, that's um, creepy. Yeah. And I remember I woke up one night and my covers were pulled all the way up to my neck and I couldn't move. And I've always been like, oh, it's, you know, sleep paralysis. But there was an old woman like sitting on the end of my bed. Oh. And. I remember looking at her and she's just sitting there and I was like, Oh my God. And so I was like, uh, I don't know what to do. This is kind of like kind of socially awkward, you know? So I remember I just made myself go back to sleep, but I remember trying to pull the covers down and they were like tucked all the way up to my neck. And I was like, I didn't, I don't sleep like that. You know, (laughs) it was, it was a very strange summer for sure. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Right up our alley though, unfortunately. Uh that's that's did you feel like you'd been tucked in? It was like a very extreme tucking. <laughs> wow. Oh man. And then everything was kind of slow for a little bit and then I moved to California when I was 21 and I was living out there and I remember I was hanging out with um my friend's mom and we were walking around the house getting a snack. And one of the one times I decided to look out into the other room while I was walking, which I don't normally do. And there was, I've, and I've seen other people now post about this, a shadow man Mm. with a hat on. And he was standing in the corner of the living room up against the sofa. And I remember I was talking to her and I just stopped talking and I didn't want to scare her. So I was like, uh, yeah, so blah, blah, blah. And she's like, did you just see something over there? I'm like, no. She's like, you did. You did see something. <laughs> I was like, there was a man with a hat on. I don't know what to say. Yeah. And wow. It was weird. And I never, you know, I just thought it was a man with a hat. But I've seen on other pages, people talk about shadow man wearing different types of hats. Sure. And so I guess that's a thing. Yeah, yeah it is. And, and it's hard to say that that's, 
for sure what you saw. I mean, I, I think here's the thing. I think that spirits can probably appear however they want or whatever was the most comfortable and familiar to them. And some people just like wearing hats. Some people don't. And so I don't know that just because it was shadowy and had a hat on that it's necessarily the hat man, as he's referred to. But um, uh, surprisingly enough, though, um, a lot of people that have hat man encounters, they're not really an incredibly dark thing. Just sometimes it's just like they're there. Some of them are. Some of those stories of the hat man are really freaky and, and terrible, but others, you know, they say they, they, they would see him and then just finally just say, can you leave? I'm trying to sleep. And then it would just turn and walk away. And that was the last they saw of it. So it's, it's a weird phenomena and I'm not quite sure what it is, if it's a shadow person or what, but it's very strange. Yeah. I never, you know, could figure out what that was. Um, I never saw him again. I definitely didn't look for sure. So (laughs) (laughs) I kept my eyes down on the floor, on the floor. Yeah. Let's see. Um, my life was kind of quiet. Um, I ended up having my first son and then everything was fine and dandy for a few years. Um, and then his dad left and it was a very traumatic, um, experience. Um, and I think what I, I believe this, like the, the way I see it is we're kind of like on a plane mm-hmm. and sadness and, you know, different things pop holes through the floor. And I think dark things kind of come up out of that when you're suffering and they can tell that. So the, the apartment I was staying in, I had never had any issues, but when he left, it's just this darkness set in and it was just... It was not a happy place anymore. Um, And I remember one night I was sitting in my closet organizing my socks at like 2.30 in the morning. Some like ridiculous time like that. I don't know why I was organizing my socks. Okay. But I couldn't sleep. And I had these like, it's for hanging baseball caps. They're kind of like suspenders Mm -hmm. on the door next to me. And I was sitting on the floor and the door was half a foot away from me. And the suspender strap pulled back and then snapped. And it was right by my face. And I can, I see it. It was just like vibrating against the door. Oh. And I was like, what? And I was like, you know, I'm done. I'm going to bed now. And I said that out loud and I shut the door and I crawled in bed and just, I just hid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I don't know what that was. I don't know either. It was, maybe, maybe it was a, a metaphor. Maybe it was like snap out of it, you know? Like you're, yeah. you're sitting here in this state, snap out of it. Maybe it was more of a metaphor. I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there, but that is really weird. It was. And like that was the first time that, you know, I had seen something, I don't know, move in front of me like that. Normally, you know, I've seen things, but not ever objects move, you know? Yeah. And... It was a very strange experience. Yeah, definitely. It is interesting. And, like, it's funny that all this stuff happens to me, but at the same time, I'm actually, like, a pretty big skeptic about stuff. All these experiences have happened to me. I have thought a million other ways of what these could be. A man-shaped thing that disappears in front of me. You know, at some point, you're like, okay, I can't explain that away.
Um, another one around that time was normally I don't give any um, any attention to orbs, stuff like that. It's all, you know, dust particles and all that. But this one time around the same time, I was sitting on the bed with my first son and my dog. And I was taking pictures of them because they were so cute. And I didn't have the flash on or anything. I was just snapping photos. I remember looking at one as I was deleting because they would move or whatever. And there was something in the corner, like a ball. I was like, oh, that was weird. And, you know, I was thinking, oh, I should have kept that and looked at it closer. Mm -hmm. And I kept snapping photos. And then all of a sudden, my TV that was in the corner of the room just turned on and started playing. And this TV, you have to turn it on by pushing pretty hard. It's an older TV. Pushing the side button pretty hard. Okay. It turned on. And I was still taking photos as I was turning. And I was like, what the heck? And the dog and the baby, they were all looking at the TV. And I'm like, what? And then I look at my phone, and there was an orb. It was rainbow in the corner of it. And it started to creep up through the photos I had. And then... I took one of the TV, and you can see something like shooting across the picture of the TV. That it was, it was like a noodle shape, like shooting. I don't know. It was super weird. I would never have thought about it, you know, if I was just taking pictures. But the fact that my TV turned on, like right as that was showing up in my camera, yeah, it was really strange. That is really bizarre. Wow. And, and Don and I have talked about, about those kind of anomalies a lot. Um, and you're right. A lot of them are just things like light, tricks of the light, reflective yeah. surfaces, um, um, particles being close to the lens that are capturing a flash or something. And so there's so many explanations. And mm-hmm. I, I know there's too many people out there going, hey, Lord, look at all the loved ones around me and orbs and stuff. And, yeah. And, and, you know, God bless them for thinking that. But, I mean, I, I'm a really, I really have a hard time with orbs as well because I've seen so many representations of people saying these are orbs when I, I can be 90, yeah, 99% sure that it's not. Or it's a cobweb close to, a, you know, a little indoor, uh, like a baby monitor camera or something. A lot of people want to believe in them right. so much, right. and it, and they desire that, and and that I suppose is a beautiful thing because they they want either to have proof of the paranormal and that was their proof, or they want to believe that someone they love is with them, and so you know I always have a hard time debunking those because right. I think for the people, yeah, you don't want to take that that right. that connection away from them, yeah, but but I, at the same time, you know, I mean, when I when we're driving down the road and I'm taking a video and people are watching it and they go oh look at all the orbs and it's just like <laughs> dust dirt on my window yeah you know? <laughs> oh yeah that's right that actually happened pretty recently yeah we got we got comments about all the orbs and and it was just like rain spots on the windshield so oh geez yeah but yeah that's why i never really gave any credence to orbs but then when that happened i was like you know what maybe somehow i captured something you know and i kept the pictures because I was like, you know what? Maybe it is something. Yeah. So hold on to them. <laughs> no, I think that's that's cool. And it, and not, I would never say that it's impossible that that's the case. Uh, I believe that there are genuine right. photographs of orbs, but I just think they're incredibly rare. You have to be very discerning yeah. about them. Yeah, and you re- yeah exactly yeah. what Don said. You got to really you got to really remove every possible 
causation. And then if you get to the bottom and go, you know what, I still can't explain there's, it away. There's no other explanation, yep. Yep, then you've got to accept that that could very well be it. But, yeah, um, I, yeah, orbs, are, I think, are an interesting topic all in themselves. Yeah, definitely. It is interesting. And, like, it's funny that all this stuff happens to me, but at the same time, I'm actually, like, a pretty big skeptic about stuff. Mm. It has to be. I, it, I go, all these experiences have happened to me. I have thought a million other ways of what these could be. Good for you. You know, but some you. of them, I mean, a man-shaped thing that disappears in front of me, you know, at yeah. some point, you're like, okay, I can't explain that away. Right. And I know I'm not crazy. I've worked for the police department. I've passed the exams. <laughs> You know, but I'm you not have a crazy person, right? Have you ever <laughs> have you ever paid attention to what was going on in your life when these events were happening? You know, obviously with the rabbit dying, you know that caused some uh, grief, that caused some you know upset in your life, and so I can see that happening. You know, being able to see the the spirit, for lack of better term, of the the rabbit coming to visit you. Um, what else, like during the, the hat man experience, what was going on in your life around that time? Does it, and do you think that would have some kind of, um, uh, connection with, with seeing that? Um, that was actually a pretty calm time in my life. Um, I was just, you know, living in California, working and having a great old time. Mm. Um, so that's why it's interesting that that happened when it did, because I've tried to gauge when this stuff happens sometimes um when i'm in a really good place it'll stop but mm -hmm. then at the same time when i'm having a really tough time it'll stop too wow. oh, so like okay. when i got to like let's see 18 to 20 it i had no experiences because oh. i think i was just going through like so many hormones at that time my brain couldn't Except any other things. <laughs> no, going more input, on. no more input. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sensory overload. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was just too much, but then, you know, that was a good time. And then there he was in the corner of the room. Hmm. I don't know. Did you get a did you get an emotional impression from that? Or was it just, oh, there's someone there. That's weird. Or was it yeah. a feeling of dread? <laughs> or, you know, what was going through your mind? Um, nothing, just kind of shock. And I didn't, mostly I didn't want to scare my friend's mom because okay. I was used to saying stuff like that, but I didn't want to freak her out because it was her house. You know, yeah. you don't want to be like, Hey, your house has a thing in it. You know, you don't, <laughs> they can't leave, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's bad enough when it's a spider web, much yeah, less yeah, a hat man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I freak out. If there's a spider in my house. I don't want to see anything else in my house. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's very true. So, um, where 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 do we go next? Um, so far it's been a pretty quiet year and a half. I haven't had too much happen. Um, mm -hmm. I just had my second kid, so we'll see if anything <laughs> else pops up. I'm. I, it'll be interesting. I'm hoping, you know, nothing does in this house that we have right now because um, my husband travels a lot. So it's just me with the kiddos, and I really don't want to see anything when I'm here by myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't blame you at all. I, I, think, I think that, you know, Don, was, Don is uh, on to something there because I think that these kind of things, I, don't, I know they can be shocking at all, all times. Like, they can really be like, oh, my God, what just happened? But uh, I think when you slow down and you start to look at, at the scenarios, like, again, when you said the hat band, 
and, and you were dealing with all of that, that, that hat band snapping on your door, it's like, snap out of it just came to me like that. I was like, oh, you know, because you were in that melancholy. You were in that pain and that confusion. And, and honestly, you know, that's kind of the best advice. Like, hey, snap out of it. Get, get on with it, whatever's going on. And so, you know, maybe that's what it was. And, and the rabbit was kind of maybe maybe it was just that that closure that you needed to see that mm-hmm. that spirit was still there still, you know that the you know being a young child watching something you love die is is torment and all the confusion but then you saw it again and so you knew that well bunny's okay you know he's fine and and perhaps you know in your life either maybe you've got really really active guides that are just bringing you to things that you need but doing it in really in ways that you can't ignore. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Yes, that definitely makes sense cuz it's been it's been interesting for sure and I think that's why my friend kept telling me to listen to podcasts and I didn't do it for years and now I'm like why didn't I not do this cuz there's so many other people out there, you know. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm crazy anymore. Right. Yeah, if you are, you're you know, you're 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 in good you're, company. You're in good company, right? <laughs> you are kind of crazy if that's the case cuz uh, you know, we we have no shortage of, you know, in fact on the YouTube uh, show, the chatters have have kind of called themselves weirdos now. They they're the paranormal portal weirdos. And, and I think it's kind of it's it's kind of endearing because, you know, I guess we are kind of weird, but if this is if this if if this is weird, then I, I'm going to I'm going to stay weird because I don't want to be normal, you know. I don't want to live in that normal, plain world that, you know, there's no frills, no excitement. It's just, you know, grind no out mystery. a life. What's that? No mystery. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no treasure. There's nothing to discover. And, and this, is, this is a place that I, I find real comfortable. But I have to say also that when you were talking uh, about, you know, shadow people and stuff, what occurred to me, what came to me is what some research that Don actually found years ago. And it was a, a gentleman who was a shaman. Right. And he was talking about their First Nations belief uh, of the shadow people. And, and the thing with them is, and I know they get a bad rap in the paranormal world, but if this is, if this is true, I think this is really kind of cool. And maybe, maybe explain a lot, but they, that they are actually a very utilitarian and, and have a function that's very important in that they feed off of negative energy. And that is a cleansing. Like they, they come in to cleanse the negative energy from a vi- an environment. And, you know, uh, of course, with the stone tape theory and things like that, it, it, the idea is that we leave impressions right. all over the place, you know. And quite often shadow people are seen in, in um, abandoned buildings, in, you know, abandoned hospitals, abandoned jails are, are really hot spots to see these type of creatures and, and I guess it makes sense because those those environments were so supercharged mm-hmm. with all of this energy, sadness, despair, you know, pain and anguish and all of that radiated off these people for decades and permeated the entire structure. So I guess if that's what they do, maybe it's a good thing they're there. Yeah, you know, because like like a teenage angst, you know, you've got all this this negative emotion and all these confused things going on in your head and your feelings are all, you know, wacky and, and, you know, this, that, and the other, you know, and, and, you know, if you've got these things that can come around as you're purging these, these feelings, this negativity that can actually like suck it up and make it go away, 
you know that makes <laughs> that you know it's like it's like cleansing the house you know yeah. uh, and it's cleansing you um, and the idea is is that when they're done when you're done they go away you know they you they've they you've purged you've purged this feeling these this angst this this negativity they've done their job they've cleansed it and now they go away because there's a lot of times when people don't when people say that the hat man didn't do anything mm-hmm. he just scared the living daylights out of me you know it was freaked me out but they didn't really do anything you know uh, other than stand at the end of my bed and watch me or you know they walked past the doorway and looked in for a moment you know so i mean different ideas for different situations of course yeah yeah that makes sense yeah because i just like i it wasn't like a an ominous it was just you know like someone's here watching you know like a window keeper kind of you know just kind of listening to the conversation you know and i wouldn't even notice if i hadn't looked in the room and saw him standing there (laughs) you looked up see that's where problems start (laughs) i always look down i never (laughs) no i think i think it's great i i think that um this this stuff is is much more a part of us than than most people think we think that it's it's kind of these weird hiccups in this periphery of of the universe and maybe where things go glitchy and sideways but i think it's it's just all part of a grand plan of some kind and at least i take comfort in believing that i you know of course i could be wrong but i do think that we 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 do have the ability to sense when something is bad and right. when something is dark I, I just too many times during the show and, and my, myself included my own, uh, you know, vibes that I've picked up. Just like sometimes you just walk into a place and you know something is not good there. And, and the only thing you can think is I got to get out of here. I got to go. Well, I used to work corrections and I can't tell you how many times that knowledge or that that vibe sa- saved me and, and saved other people. I'm not saying that I was in mortal danger but I was in danger. I mean, and and uh, yeah. having that that extra foreboding kick in and start looking around and, and evaluating a situation, it really did pull me out of some bad situations that could have gone horrible. And you know, in and and as the events played out, it was discovered that yeah, something was going to happen. There was a big plan for something to happen. But um, so I'm I'm really grateful for that ability, and I think everybody has experiences like that. So when you're seeing the things you're seeing, I, I think it's not to suggest that there wasn't any evil anywhere, but it doesn't sound like you know what you have experienced has been dark. It's just been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I recently heard in another podcast um, some I forget his name. He was talking about it, and his grandma described it as. Sometimes you see things and it's just the like something telling you that it's okay. Like just sometimes this is not meant for you to see and someone else and you just happen to see it, but just accept it and be like, okay, this is my life. You know, sure. don't worry yourself, just kind of accept it mm-hmm. and grow from it. You know, yeah. So that's what I've tried to do instead of freaking myself out. It's kind of drawn <laughs> me closer to the whole thing. <laughs> well, I think it's I, questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the fact that you're that you're on this journey and you're learning what you right. can and and applying it to your own experience, uh, I, I'm pretty positive that you're probably going to have several more experiences in your lifetime. And that's, but I, I think 
it's really refreshing to hear that you're in a good place with it. I mean, like you're you're, you're not you're not in shambles over uh, having these experiences. Some people have a really really tough time with this stuff, and and it really stands their whole life on its head, and they don't know really what to do, and they feel so isolated alone. And, you know, I, your engagement in it and learning about it and coming on the show, sharing your experiences, I think is all a part of this whole process of, of not only, uh, you know, helping yourself, but helping a whole bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, some people are like, oh, if you talk about it, you're just trying to get attention. I know, like, like for years I was embarrassed to say anything because... Yeah it wasn't happening to my peers. And if it was, they weren't talking about it. So right. now I feel like it's okay because maybe it'll help somebody else be like, you know what? It happens. Right. It happens sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, same as other issues in your life. Just be like, okay, I can see things. And sometimes I know things. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Try and, to let it help you. And and it really is a snowball effect. And, and doing the show in the many years that we've done this, we always hear from people I, I I was, you know, thinking I was kind of all by myself out here when I caught your show and I heard this person talking and it really gave me, gave me a lot of courage to come forward with myself and and then to hear how how healing that was for those people. And and they will then with their with their with their dialogue will inspire some more people to come out. And I think that if everybody that had paranormal experiences whether it be cryptid, whether it be uh UFO, whether it be, you know, spirits or all of the above, I think if everybody that had experiences suddenly turned purple, we would just be like all of a sudden surrounded by purple people. I just think there's, there's a, it's way more common than we're led to believe, I think. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm, I'm dying to have a cryptid experience, I'm hoping. <laughs> well, let's not go that far. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole different ballpark for sure. But, you know, and that, you know I got to say that in, in all of the experiences, of course, haunted, hauntings are tough for people. But I can tell you that having talked to many people that have had cryptid experiences, that they, they, they are crippling a lot oh, of those gosh. experiences are just crippling to those people. Mm-hmm. It's changed their lives. Like lifetime outdoorsmen will not go outside anymore. Right. They will stay oh. away from forests. Like, you know, families that have a, a legacy of hunting for generations and generations, boom, stopped. You know, they won't go out anymore. That's it. And, it, and it's really, uh, really tough and, and, and sad that it's had yeah. such a powerful effect. But, I'm sorry? Oh, gee. <laughs> yeah, that would be really awful. I love being outdoors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would hate to not camp anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm with you that I'd like to I'd like to see a Bigfoot way over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want yes. one peek, peeking. Distance. I don't want one peeking in my tent. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that would definitely be a crippling experience for sure. I probably would just shut down. <laughs> yeah. I I I don't know what it would. Be. Well, I mean, you know, if if it's something you pursue, I guess. Yeah, again, you're, you you have that empathy, so you'll probably pick up on the situation before it happens, and you know, hopefully, you'll you'll come out of it a, in a good way. But because there are positive cryptid experiences too, it's just <laughs> a lot of them are are terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess seeing like a giant ten foot eight man would be pretty scary. Man, I can't <laughs> I can't even imagine. I and I, I I had growling behind me when I was fourteen, and it was terrifying, but I never saw it. I, and and that was the one solace that I had was that I'm not going to see it before it kills me. You know, when I was a 14 year old boy hearing this, right. but 
if I had, I don't know what that would have done to me because just hearing it was everything yeah. I, I could do just to keep walking and moving and, and running away. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to dissuade you, but it's, it is a whole different ball yeah, game. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was, uh, camping and hiking out, um, in Mount Baldy up in California with my friends. And we were out on this big pipe. I guess it was for water up in the mountains. And, um, we heard, cause they have mountain lions up there oh, sure. and right near us, all of a sudden it was just quiet. And we heard this, like, just a rumbling growl. Ooh. And I was like, we are in somebody's nest. I don't know if there's baby mountain lions and the mom's kind of being like, you need to leave. But that fear where you just take off running because that's something way bigger than you can even imagine. Yeah. And I, I know that fear. That was pretty terrifying. Oh, and, you know, that's just a normal animal. I can't imagine, <laughs> you know, seeing a Bigfoot and then growling or something at you. Oh, throwing man. a rock right Jeez. well i think it's it's been a wonderful pleasure talking with you jenna and i really appreciate you making this happen today oh thank you for having me i'm glad i could finally talk to someone about it <laughs> yeah well i'm glad that you chose us to talk with that's awesome uh don anything in closing no not 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 really yeah. just want to you know just say thank you for sharing your experiences and you know and hopefully you know as as we move through these experiences that we have and or may in my case not have like we like Brent said you know sometimes cryptid things happen and sometimes it it causes like a PTSD effect but you know as long as we're mature enough to keep moving and looking forward and and be able to process this information as it comes in you know then we'll we'll all be good so thank you for sharing your experiences oh thank you for having me All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Paranormal Portal Radio, as well as finding us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Paranormal Portal, P-O-R-T-L. And uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. we got hundreds of shows, Journeys into the Paranormal Portal. So I hope you'll check it, check it out, guys. We're over there at youtube.com slash Paranormal Portal. So... Hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So we love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day. And remember to laugh as much as you can. Bye.